In a world of uncertainty, there is one thing for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment and groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first in-class patient education and services, including financial support, and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or, if you are a fan of math, 1,762 steps inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or your treadmill. Climb your way. Join us for an upcoming ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13 from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, cure. Register at lls.org slash big climb. Welcome to Seahawks Man to Man podcast powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. Make sure you remind Chris to call the Tweet Machine so he can get uh, the blue check. Uh, Chris, talk to him. <laughs> what is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me at CKIDD2. Oh, man. CKID. <laughs> CKIDD206. And that's CKID206. And, yes, you can follow me on the Twitter. Yeah, see, the Twitter? Come on, man. That's just you I sound just, old. Now. I want to like be old coach. The Facebooks and the Snapchats. <laughs> Old people always add ass to something when they don't know what it is. Thanks to you now, I have people saying, well, Chris, you're going to change, you're going to say Tweet Machine? You might be able to get a blue check? I'm like, look, man, the, stop it, okay? You got to put it in the air. <laughs> that's, that's what The goal is be. getting the blue check without having to mention Tweet Machine, nah, okay? Man, you're going to have to give a little to get a lot. That's just, that's just how it works, man. Blue check is cool, man. Trust me, I know I got one. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, we were going to talk about some sports this week, but why would we do that when no one's talking about sports this week? We are, Everyone is talking about um, the killing of George Floyd at the hands of a, or at the knee, excuse me, of a Minnesota, Minneapolis police officer and just the, the unrest that it's erupted across the country in the names of uh, Black Lives Matter. That's really what everyone's talking about. Like, Chris, you got Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snap. Where's, what's everybody talking about? Every, what you just mentioned. Everybody talking about that. Black you work Lives on the radio. Matter. What y'all talking about on the radio? Y'all start ain't talking off, about no salary cap. Start off this morning discussing my thoughts on it and what can be done moving forward and not getting lost in the current battle that African or black people, African Americans are in right now in regards to police brutality and how, what if we can magically just erase police brutality? That is just a stepping stone to what else needs to happen as well. Uh yeah, no, if we could if if magic could happen that would it would have happened by now. But my 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 point is the people listening now is like you can't avoid it, right? So we're not going to pretend that it's not happening because that would that would be dismissive of the issue and that's just we just can't do that. Um speaking of the issue though. Let's dive into this, Chris. There's a lot to lot to cover here. The issue police killing black people with impunity perpetuated by a system of White supremacy, right? That's the that's the premise there. And you can move the words around if you'd like, but that's that's it. And that's actually literally what Colin Kaepernick, not literally, that's what Kaepernick, Kaepernick said in 2016. He was like, people are getting killed, and then people are getting paid leave after the killings. 
that is wrong. I will not stand for that. that. That's what he said. And then everybody was like, shut up. <laughs> it was very, very, very disturbing to hear that be the response. I, I laugh out of like pain. It's very sad. Um, that's the, the thesis statement we're working with here. And it's very important to remember that because it will get lost. People will try to detract from that. That is the thesis. Police brutalize black people. They get away with it because of a system that is designed for them to get away with it. That's it. Anything else you hear, military flag, anthem, looting and shooting, what? none of that. None of that has nothing. No, 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 no. Don't let anyone distract you from that point. I never let anyone distract me from that point. Chris, you get into these arguments with people, don't let them distract you from that. That's it. Like, that's, that, that's, that's what we got here. Um, and we didn't need the excuse from the Seahawks responding and putting out statements to talk about it. But it is nice that Bobby Wagner... Uh, the captain of the team, uh, at least one of the three captains who's been for years, he opened his Zoom call with the media on Monday uh, with a statement about seven minutes long, which is really long when you think about like just talking without any questions. He mentioned that he was at the um, the protest on Saturday in downtown Seattle. Um, Tyler Lockett has been on Twitter as well talking about it, and Doug Baldwin uh, as well. I know he's not a current Seahawk, but you know. We always gonna rock with Doug. Shoot, he's still living Renton. He's a Seahawk. You still living Renton? You a Seahawk? I don't really care if you on the team uh, or not, because Renton ain't that nice. So for you to love it, you really gotta love uh, this area. Anyway, I want to focus on what they all have said. They put out different like versions of the same like thought that I want to convey here. And I wrote a little bit about this on the Athletic, writing about Bobby. And what Bobby said. He said a lot of things, but in the gist of what he was saying was a call for allies, right? Because what we're trying to do here is undo a racist system, right? But to do that, we need help from the people that the system benefits. Like, that's why the term, like, saying, like, a system is broken, like, whether it's the criminal justice system or the police system or whatever, housing, the education system. None of these systems are broken, right, because they're they're designed to help a certain group of people and they help them very well in that sense it's not broken at all it's it you know what i mean does that make sense chris yes yeah like that's okay gotta help me out here when i'm not if i'm not making sense so bobby was calling for allies he called for the the other journalists on the call um most of the seattle media is is was white men there's a few women but mostly white men uh it was like four black people on the call myself ben arthur uh masvita and Femi over at Como, I'm pretty sure. If I forgot some, oh, and Aaron Fentress, uh, my co- my partner at the, at the Athletic. So that's f- five, five including myself, I believe. Um, Bobby was like, "Yo, talk to your black coworkers, ask what they go through, you know, educate yourself on what it's like to be black in America, arm yourself with that knowledge, right, and then spread the message." Like he, Bobby was calling for allies to to educate themselves and then speak, right? Speak out and speak with us. Tyler was calling for the same thing. Tyler on Twitter, we put up what, four four movies and documentaries for people to watch. Um, he put out the the documentary. Oh, that's a movie. Detroit's a movie. Uh, Detroit, which I said, I think he said is on Hulu. Correct. Um, when they see us, documentary about the Central Park Five on Netflix. The Thirteenth, which I believe is about the justice system, is on is on a streaming platform of some sort. And then you got the movie Just Mercy, which came out in film. Uh, I think in January stars Michael B. Jordan and has Jamie Foxx starring as an inmate who's on death row. Michael B. Jordan plays the lawyer 
who tries to help get him off death row. Like all of these things. I've seen three of those. Chris, you've seen two? I've seen two out of the four. And then another show, a TV show that 50 Cent is actually producing because 50 Cent's doing a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Life, which is amazing. A guy is wrongfully sentenced to prison for a crime he did not commit. Mm-hmm. And he fights his way to become a lawyer and support other prisoners that might have gotten the same stick he got, which is unfair imprisonment. Mm. Imprisonment, excuse me. And he just fights the fight and works his way out. And now it's still fighting cases to this day. That's on you, what? That's on ABC? ABC. You yeah, probably okay. heard about it. I've heard about it. I haven't got a sh- I don't have cable anymore. So uh, good. But Stream gotta, it, baby. I got to figure out uh, how to get to that one. But I think Tyler, I, I think I commented on those and mentioned that the first two that he mentioned is the movie Detroit, which is really, really dark. Um, it's All really, 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 watch, really dark. Yeah. D- Detroit, that's the one. I, I watched that one and I, that hurt my heart. Like, for real. That was the first one on the list of that he put out that I've seen. And then um, when they see us about the Central Park Five kids is that's some of the most painful. That's probably the most painful examination that I can perhaps recommend for anyone to kind of get what's going on here. That one right right there. Like obviously the George Floyd killing in the video is like obviously you could watch that and want to call it action. But to see whiteness at work in the white and when they see us. Oh, man. And I would recommend any of the any of those. I'm gonna watch the 13th now that he's mentioned it. But like. Those those two, they're going to make you want to be allies. I can promise you. They're going to hurt. You're going to want to turn it off. You're going to want to cry. You're going to want to jump in the screen, especially when they see us, and choke the prosecutor lady. I forget her name. She's still around, too, and she's she's tripping now. Like She don't, she watch, she don't even know if she watched it, but she don't feel bad. And that's, that's crazy. But like what he's, Tyler is basically doing, he's offering the education um, in, the, in the other way. Like Bobby's saying, talk to your coworkers and your friends, which he's right. Do that, too. And if you want to take it a step further, you don't know how to have them conversations with your friends. Watch. Just watch. Anything. Any other ones you could recommend that Tyler missed Mm, on the spot? Life was my was a really I think life is really a good one because the prosecution team is just out to get an innocent black man. And they do everything in their power to show that that black man is guilty, even though he is actually innocent with how they handle this case with the people that they brought in, whether you call them snitches or not, and the information they're giving, it is just powerful. And to see this this man on TV fighting for his life and serving 10 years for something he didn't commit, is it's heartbreaking. And you wonder how often this happens. And it happens way too often. And, people, and white people get away with it. Yep. And we are left with what you see now, which is drama, Unrest. chaos. Yeah. And it's sickening. People pissed. Yeah. And... Yeah, I don't. Even, I mean, I think those five that we mentioned, thanks to Tyra Lockett, I think if you are a white man, white young woman looking to understand, mm-hmm. those are things you should go watch. Yeah, and it's okay to be uncomfortable. We want you to. Feel oh, you it will because be. You will be. This is kind of the life. This is the life we live, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's. I, I will add one. I will add. I will add the movie The Hate You Give. Um, oh yeah, that is. Um, I for, ooh, I forget the young woman who stars in that. Um, but it's a movie. It, it's probably on streaming platforms. It's about. The, it's in the same vein. The star of Detroit actually gets he's he's in the he's in the hit you give as well. Well, briefly he doesn't last long, but that movie as well. It's based on a book, uh, I think too. But there's another movie that I'm thinking of. All of these I can't remember the name. That's gonna eat me up. But I'll, I'll go ahead. You can look it up. I'll, I'm trying to think of it though. I don't. I'm trying to. Th- how do I even look it up? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. You got I don't have the title. I'm, I don't remember any. I mean, he's oh, what's his name? It's he, all right. He played in. 
Ah, oh, this is gonna bite. Oh, I'm gonna it's be so, so mad. Google's and just type. I'm trying to and figure it out. <laughs> My brain is working, but those isn't the, working. Okay, those movies and those documentaries, like that's 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 the gist there. If you don't want to like read, a, I got some books I can recommend too. But like, if you don't want to digest a bunch of books or something like that, you on Netflix, you on Hulu or whatever. Um, though I would recommend those. They won't take too much of your time, and you'll you'll feel something. And I wanna I wanna read what Doug said. Too. I want to read Doug Baldwin's um, Twitter thread. I think I f- this was the other day. He said, I keep getting asked by white people, what can I do? Well, for one, you can stop asking others what you should do and ask yourself what you should do. Be empathetic. What would you do if that was your son, your brother, your husband, your father? And then once you connect with once you connect back with humanity, make a decision to act. Donate your time, your money, your intellectual ingenuity and your human spirit to make change. Don't be complacent and complicit and challenge others not to be either. Talk to your friends and family. Hold them and yourselves accountable to being better people. And then, come November, vote people in power that exemplify the kind of compassionate leadership that is be- that is befitting of such a responsibility. End quote. Beautiful from Doug there. And you, you give it a, hopefully it's all coming together right, Chris. Bobby, Tyler, Doug, and countless others too, but this is a Seahawks show, so I want to highlight what those guys have said. All of that gets to like the thesis here the theme here if if you're if you're a white ally and you want to be an ally what does that look like it starts with educating yourself whether that's talking whether that's listening uh whether that's watching something on on television or something a documentary or whatever then it starts with like feeling something you got to feel something whatever you felt for during the George Floyd video you're going to feel that again all right what do you do with that feeling now you're wondering what you can do Take action. Take action, right? You can donate to. I'll, 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 I'll tweet some causes or something like that. I know the Northwest Bill Fund is important now because you got a lot of protesters going to jail, going to jail during COVID, and don't have no money to get out. Um, creative justice is one in Seattle. That's another one that you can donate to. Um, but there's tons. But donate, vote, and the one that I always recommend to my white homies is call out other people you see. Everyone's got the the racist or the stupid, bigoted, ignorant f- friend from high school who just is wild on their timeline on Facebook. Everyone got him. I don't know if you got him, Chris, but I got him. I got a plan, right? Or from college. We both went to Wazoo. Plenty of people out there tripping, right? Or they're on their Twitter timeline. Um, and if you're, n- if you're not sure what tripping looks like, I'm going to give some good examples here, right? So one right now where you got the protesters out here is you got the people who are focusing on looting, right? Who are like, ah, oh, well, look at these vandals and they're stealing and uh that you know that's not the way to protest or whatever those are called distractions those are called bad faith arguments and remember here the thesis is police brutalizing black people with impunity anything that does not focus on that is a distraction or is is you're getting away from the point it's a bad faith argument like chris you said you guys were talking about it on kjr right i talked about it about why the looting like the focusing, the, the even focusing on it is just not the way to go because the bigger issue is there was a black man killed for nothing, and yeah, for nothing. this is not the first time this has happened. No, this has been happening for four hundred plus years, whether it be through slavery or just now, black and white when it comes to a police police officer and a young African American male or woman, mm-hmm. and when you bring up another situation whether it be looting or black on black crime or whatever you whatever thing you have in your head that says that's the issue that's not the point here a man was killed for no reason and you want to bring up looting 
and that's usually the first thing people bring up too. That's that's the that's the what I really do when people hit me up and I I go to their Facebook or their Twitter, and I be like, okay, if this is, if the first thing you've mentioned is you worried about Target being burned down, then you don't care. Yeah, right. Like you just you just as you, you just don't as you put it when we talked about this off wax, these places got insurance. Yeah, man. Ain't nobody worried about Target. I mean, people who run Target's worried about Target. But I mean, you get the point. It's exactly. Just, it's 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 a distraction. Like if you're a news station or a writer, and this is what Bobby don't show talked the about as well. Don't even waste yeah, your time with it. You the know, bigger message is with the protests. Exactly. That is where your camera should be pointed. When you hear glass breaking, cool. Let let idiots on their phone record it and incriminate themselves. Don't you, as a news camera, turn the camera away from the message, the positive message that black people are trying to send and go elsewhere. Right. Stick with the program, Because you know that's when it's going to get distorted. Oh, yeah. And that's where I think the journalist, and, and I'm glad Bobby called out the media in that way and asked He challenged the media, matter he, of fact. Like you, he said, we have the power to shape the narrative and the message. And we do. We really do. And I say we, and, and now I'm just talking as media, right? And we have that obligation because we do it all the time. As media, we go out in the field, right, and we we report things, and we decide what the audience should know, right? Even if I go to a football game, right, and I cover the game, and I write a game story, that like let's say Russell has a press conference, and I don't include any Russell quotes in my story, I have decided as an audience, you don't need to know what Russell said, right? I mean, I don't think of it that way when I'm writing it, but that's a decision I am making. If I don't put in Chris Carson's rushing total, I don't think you need to know how many yards he ran for. Right, like I am making the decision as I'm telling you the narrative. I'm telling you what the reason they lost the game was, and it doesn't have anything to do with how many yards Russell threw for, or whatever, whether Pete called timeout or something. You know, it has to do with A, B, and C. This interception, this sack, whatever. Right? I shape the narrative, the message. This is what you need to know from this Seahawks game. It's the same thing when you report on a crime or whatever, a natural disaster. You you shape you media shape what the message is and you withhold information you talk to sources and choose not to use them you decide what is important and that's the same thing here you can make the decision you, if you see people pre- peacefully doing something here and you know that what they're doing is right and you agree with it then you don't you have you have no journalistic obligation to show people burning down target you can mention it happened for sure you should that's that that is a newsworthy thing but how newsworthy it is and whether it should be the focus is control that we have. And I've been talking to my journalist friends about that because that's very important. Because, you know, we went to journalism school. They do teach you that if there's a Black Lives Matter protest on one side of the street and an All Lives Matter one, they teach you to talk to both sides of it, report it, and just include comments from everyone and don't pick a side. And don't insert (laughs) your voice. There you go. That's stupid, right? Because we do that all the time already. And in in this case, when one side is bigoted and coming from a, uh, a place of like, privilege and hatred you can i'm i'm cool with muting their voices how about you chris i have no problem all right cool green light to mute the voices right that's that's one big distraction and like a bad faith argument that you also hear chris mentioned black on black crime chris what's your other job besides working on the working with youth what's the uh what what do you do with the youth friend of the children basically i spend about i spend four hours with youth monday through friday i have a caseload of seven kids and I take them on outings. Mm-hmm. We do schoolwork. I basically try to make sure that, A, they don't have any kids before they're married, mm-hmm. which that's that's a challenge, that's but a it, challenge. It, it can be done. Make sure they graduate high school. And those two things are key in development for these young youth. I mean, it's 
imperative. <laughs> and you know what happens if you if the kids are with you for four hours a day and then they're not mm-hmm. out doing who knows what. Right. They're not out committing crime. They're not out hurting other people or doing the wrong thing. Like there we have prog- there's a million programs like Friends of the Children all over the country and there have been forever. There are people trying to combat black on black crime. We've been doing it. We got that. That that is we that's a different discussion. We're already fighting that. Instead of showing the shootout in the South Central, why not show the video of a mentor and his youth out doing something productive, whether it be going to the studio and learning how to do radio or learning how to mix or going to a police station and learning about how to become a police officer in your community. Why not do things like that? But instead, they'd rather show there was a shootout. Three African-Americans were shot. One's in critical condition. Update. Yeah. And that you do have to report that. But, but there's just, a way about, yeah, there's a way of doing it. It's just like when people say, oh, what about black on black crime? Usually, it, one, if your response to somebody saying that, hey, man, I, I, would, I would like the police not to kill me um, and get away with it. If your response to that is, well, black people kill each other. A, you're stupid. But two, you see why that's a, that's a distraction because it gets away from. The thesis. The bigger issue. It gets away from the thesis. We got the th- we led the show with the thesis. All these arguments are bad. They get away from the thesis. Any any intimation that and I don't know if that's a word. Any implication that's <laughs> a word for sure. <laughs> any implication that there are not people who care about black on black crime and who are fighting it every day is disrespectful. There are people at Chris's job and jobs like Chris's all over the freaking country in St. Louis and Chicago and Florida and New York and, and L.A. everywhere that are doing that. If you just bring it up blindly, oh, yeah, what about black-on-black crime? Ain't that a thing? Why don't you guys complain about that? It's like we have been for years. We're working on it. Shut up. That's different. Let's talk about white-on-black crime. Yeah, let's talk (laughs) about, like, system designed to kill and then get away with it. That's what we're focusing on. If you're not, then shut up. Another bad-faith argument you'll hear. Hey, man, I just looked it up. Police kill white people actually more than they kill black people. Okay. That's wrong for several reasons. One, mathematically, it's just off. That's That's just, it is. Uh, I could go into it, but that's not the point here. The other, the real point is that the statistics are really largely irrelevant, right? And here's why. You're wondering why I'd say that. The, st- the statistics are irrelevant because we can clearly see, even people who do feel that way, we can see that it happens enough, and this is like the brutalization of black people by the police. It happens enough that it bothers us. And if you care about us, then you'll listen. Point blank period. It doesn't matter if it happens once, twice, 10,000 times, or a million. It happens enough that it bothers us as a people that we are willing to go out in the streets and beef about it and, and by the thousands. It happens that often. How, wh- in relation to other races or whatever, forget it. It happens to us, and if you care about us, if it happens enough that it bothers us, then you should care, Right? The other thing that I want to bring up, what's the lady's the professor's name we were talking about off air, Chris? We never came, we never figured out her name. Oh, I thought you knew her name. No, I did What? I just know she's a dope professor. Ah, dang it. Okay, well, I'll uh, look it up. Okay, while Chris is looking that up, I would I would love to like reconduct her her experiment that she does. She she uh, she's in front of a lecture hall and she asks a bunch of white people if they would like to be treated how black people are in this country. Like, raise, she asks them to raise their hand or stand up. I forget what it is. And nobody stands up, right? Of course, because why would they? Because they know that the treatment is not is, is unfair, right? It's the same thing with police. When you say police actually kill white people more often, it's just like, okay, cool, right? Let's say that that was the case. Would you, white person, 
switch roles? Would you like to be treated by police how black people are? The answer is probably no, right? It probably is no, which is why that's a bad faith argument that distracts from the thesis. Don't get caught in those bad faith arguments. And when I'm, I'm and this is really important because you'll see this online all the time. I deal with it all the time. And there's just ways to combat these things. And you have to recognize a good faith argument and when to walk away, too. Like, don't get in some 20-tweet thread with some idiot, right? But recognize these arguments, especially if they come from a family member or a friend or a coworker, someone you care about, right? Someone else who's operating from a place of privilege. Because these are the arguments that we need to get rid of and the thought processes that we need to get rid of if we can actually get some progress. The most popular one. You'll probably see. And this is from people who are on the fence but don't realize that they need to get off the fence and get in the field is, quote, I don't see color. Mm. That's bad. Like, Mike, what do you mean? I treat all people equal. It's cool. Why would I see color? Okay, cool. I feel where you're coming from. You're probably an ally in waiting. I'm going to get you to be an ally in training. Listen, you need to see color. You need to see that me and Chris uh, look a certain way, right? And we had to work... 10 times harder than anyone else who's on this same platform to get here, right? You need to recognize that. You need to recognize that, like, if Chris and I graduate from the university, or uh, Washington State University with the same degree as a, a bunch of other white kids, right, they're all more mathematically inclined, mathematically likely to get jobs before we are, Chris, in the same field. We're likely to go to jail before them, right? Same degree, same age, same school, right? Why? because of how we look so to ignore that is to ignore ignore that plight ignore that struggle you can't do that you have to see it acknowledge it and you know what people don't realize you can do chris you can still treat us fairly you can look at a brother and see him like hey i rock with mike i don't don't even care he's black no 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 care that i am but still care about me too i think what a lot of people say that is i don't see color stuff is they associate seeing color with judging and treating people unfairly when really you can see it and treat people fairly, right? I do it all the time. I got plenty of white friends that I love, but I don't forget that they white. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, Chris, have we argued whether Stevie Wonder's blind? I don't know if we We uh, haven't, no. We haven't? Oh, I love that. Maybe we should do that later. But he's probably one of the only people who don't see color, right? <laughs> like, that's that's it. One of the only famous people I know, you know, they don't see color, right? Unless you are blind, you do see it. Yeah, that statement is just factually inaccurate. Too, you see it, right? You, that doesn't mean you have to judge on it, too. And that's one that's one of those arguments because I don't know if you've had those with people, but I know that when I talk to a lot of my white friends, those are argu- those are like discussions that people will have, and it's not even that someone's coming from a place like hatred. I'm learning now that that's what they're taught. Yeah, I I haven't. I've dealt with more of the all lives matter Ooh, that's movement, and that's that one is it's incredible because. Well, obviously, but the bigger issue is, have you not seen anything on Twitter? Have you not seen the last 40 years? What happens with black people in our lives? <laughs> no, they, yeah, they, they tend not it, to matter it, that it, much. It, it, all lives matter. Okay. You're not an alien, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're not being killed by aliens. We're being killed by other people that happen to be a different skin complexion. What was the example us. you gave me that, 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 that dumped all over all lives matter? All right, so the best example I can think of is Michael Shea. It's on, I believe it's still on Netflix. He has a comedy special and he has two great points. The first one is he talks about 9 11. And he's like, Y'all remember 9 11, right? And everyone's like, Yeah, yeah. What if I just came out after 9 11 and was just like, You know what? All buildings matter. Not just the ones that got Not the one that just yeah. got knocked down. 
and lost 3,000 people, but all the other buildings matter. Mm-hmm. You know how outraged people would be? Uh, yeah, that person probably wouldn't live long. There we go. The next one he used. Let's say, Mike, you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Your girlfriend says, hey, Mike, I love you. Instead of Mike saying, you know what, I love you too, Mike says, honey, I love all women. That's probably what Tiger Woods said. <laughs> what you got him in trouble. Yeah, I did. Those two right there is all you need to know. Black lives matter. All lives matter, Chris. All right. All buildings matter. And you know what? Next time your wife or girlfriend asks you, I love you. Do you love me? You just respond to her. Honey, I love all women. Or your kids. Tell your kids that you love all children. (laughs) Those are two, three great examples of what you can do when you hear about all lives matter. Because the bigger issue is people are being killed. African Americans are being killed for things that they are perceived to be done that are wrong. I mean, my man, I guess I haven't really read on the story on what really happened, but because I really don't care. He was killed (laughs) with a knee to the neck and no one did anything about it. Regardless of what he might have done, he was killed. He didn't do anything worth getting killed for. I can take that. There you go. Anything he did did not equal to him losing his life or his life being taken from him. Period. Yeah. No. That's that's a really that's a good one on the all lives matter. That's also there's just all lives can't matter until black ones do too. That's just the function of it. Like that's just the simplest form of it. And that's another one that when people hit you with that, if you if if they do. you got you got your rebuttals for it, but if it gets too deep, just walk away. Like some people, you're not just gonna convert. Like that's that's something I've had to practice a lot. But yeah, like that's tell your kids that all children matter. And yeah, kids, kids, kids are gonna run away. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> I kids, thought I'm I'm your child. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what? What do you what do you mean? That's what, yeah, that one and I don't see color are some of the ones that I come across with a lot, and the one that white people get killed more often than than we do. As if like like okay, then why aren't you outraged about that? Oh, you're not? Oh, okay, why? Oh, okay then. Cool. Like that's yeah, that's that's not it. Uh we I mentioned that the Seahawks gave a statement. Um and they did. Um but I want to talk about statements in general first before we get into like what's a, why statements are important, right? Everyone's making them right now whether it's from Tiger Woods who we just mentioned to like local radio personalities to everyone. Like Cam Chancellor made one he ain't on no team. Like anyone with a platform is felt inclined to make one except uh, James Dolan, owner of the Knicks, he was like, we ain't saying nothing. Do you see that? Chris? These social issues are far bigger than my statement. What? Yeah, he was just like, yeah, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, he said, we ain't qualified to talk about that stuff. Just like, wow, okay, that's a problem. We see but where you stand. For the most part, everyone's making a statement, right? And this is the, I want you guys to do this exercise, which you should do when you see a statement. This is kind of how my general rule of thumb for, 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 for grading the statements. If it doesn't have the words police and brutality or black lives mattering any of those three things statement probably sucks right it's like mike what do you mean how can it suck you know no 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 here's why if you can't say the words police or brutality or say that police brutality is bad how in god's name can i expect you to fight against it ask yourself that for a second if you can't even say it how in the hell am I going to trust you to ride with me? We, we, what you mean? Say it. Say it's bad. Be, be comfortable saying it's bad because when you don't, it suggests that that makes you uncomfortable or you're worried about people who would be uncomfortable with you saying it. In either, way, in either case, it's probably the latter more of the former, but in either case, I can't trust you to fight with me against it. I just can't if, you're, if that's not in your statement, right? Those are 
those are keywords and I would add racism too. Um, if you have if you have the words racism in your statement, that's that's that matters to me because we're that's what we're fighting here. If you can't say that, like that's that's essential. Um, some other good other like a good one is anything that implies that silence is complicit. Like I need you to have that in there because that's important as well. Any of those some like one of those five things should all be in there. But like that my general rule of thumb, and I would I would encourage you to use that as your rule of thumb too when you see a statement from your favorite celebrity or whoever. If they can't say that police brutality is bad and then we need to fix it and we can't stay silent about it, then how in the world can you expect them to fight it against it? That just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like here's a good statement. This is Chris, this is, might be the most obscure thing we've ever had on the show. It's talking about Ben and Jerry's ice cream. But the Ben and Jerry statement was strong. It says, quote, The murder of George Floyd was the result of inhumane police brutality that is perpetuated by a culture of white supremacy. End quote. Damn. That ice cream is fire? <laughs> <laughs> Sneakers are better. <laughs> yeah, man. I know you don't like the dunks they just made. Absolutely Can, can not. this make you get the dunks? Hell no, but I so I love what they just put out there. That but is you, amazing. You see, like Chris, you see why that one's fire though. Correct. Yeah, it's got police brutality. It's got they police brutality. It's got white not, supremacy. Yeah. They have the issues at hand, and I'm not afraid to make it known that we see what's going on. We do not agree with it. Here you go. Yes, we are behind you one thousand percent. That's a good statement. I'm gonna read another good statement here. This is from Reebok. Quote: Without the black community, Reebok would not exist. America would not exist. We are not asking you to buy our shoes. We are asking you to walk in someone else's, mm. to stand in solidarity, to find our common ground in humanity. Now, I, Mike doesn't have the keywords in it. The without the black community, Reebok no, that, would not exist. That is a bar. Is, is, is <laughs> like Black Lives Matter at its core, too. Like understanding we would not have the privileges we have as a company without black people. Like that is very powerful and that is true. And every statement from any corporation could theoretically have that. Like, think about it. Like, Nike, literally Adidas. any statement, even a team. Like, the Knicks could be like, we without black people, we wouldn't be the Knicks. Like the, yes, yes. Without black people, we wouldn't be Colgate or Starburst or whatever, or Disney or Marvel. You can apply it across. So for someone to have it in there, that is... And it's just fire, too. We're not asking you to buy our shoes. We're asking you to walk in someone else's. Again, that's asking for empathy in, uh, in the way that, like, Doug was, too. They just found a fire way to do it. Whoever wrote the Reebok statement is some heat. Let's just say they got a raise. All right, I got one more, one more, one more good one from Joe Burrow, um, quarterback at Cincinnati Bengals, number one overall pick in the draft in April. "Quote: The black community needs our help. They have been unheard for far too long. Open your ears, listen, and speak. This isn't politics. This is human rights." But Mike, they didn't say anything about police brutality. What do you say to that? Good question, Chris. I thought we've turned this into a PBS special now. It's, uh, it it it's great. The call to action is there, and it's it, this is essentially the same thing as like being complicit. Like they need our help, right? Help. And we he specifies need who needs help. help. Like they need yep. our help. They need help from white people. I mean, Joe. I will people know that Joe Burrow is white, right? Like that's. That's it. He's calling for the same things that Bobby and him were talking about too. Open your ears, listen, and speak. He's not a corporation, um, but I do think his his I did I did like that. Example of a not great statement. Oh boy. Now there's plenty of them out there, and especially if you use some of the keywords that I've that I've mentioned there. Um, but this one, I'm, I'm gonna start with the one from our Wazoo football coach Nick Rolovich. Um, he it's it's pretty long, and I'm not gonna read the whole thing. 
but in it he basically he gets at um he says he doesn't see color right and we went over why that's why that's evil he also says um quote what happened a few days ago in minneapolis though perceived at a certain level as black white stop though perceived unbelievable yeah it's like continue it's like nick how how are we supposed to perceive this you're not in a position to tell me am i on a sunny day and seeing things no 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 no, (laughs) you're not Um, so he says what happened a few days ago in minneapolis referring to george floyd it's like having george floyd's name in your statement helps too but you don't have to like joe bro didn't reebok didn't like you don't have to it's it's you can you can get by without it but like you'll see here why those statements are stronger right quote what happened a few days ago in Minneapolis, though perceived at a certain level as black-white, has an even deeper meaning to me. It was good versus evil. It was a good versus evil event. I believe in good. I also believe evil will lose. Well, evil's been undefeated for about 400 years, brother. Well, that's, that's the thing here, right? So this one is too vague, right? Like, And it just, he, he got on his high horse there with thinking that it's not just black-white. It's like, no, no, no. It's exactly what it's it is. It's very much that. <laughs> it's very, 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 very much that, right? And it's not just good versus evil, all right? And if it is, like, okay, then identify who's the good and identify who's the evil, right? Mm. That's what I would ask. Okay. Like, yeah. That's what I would ask him. Like, identify who's the good and why they're good and identify the evil and what you're going to do against them. I also believe evil will lose. Why you believe that? Evil ain't lost, man. Undefeated. Only th- there's three three undefeateds: Evil Floyd Mayweather and Father Time. Like that's <laughs> that's it. And it's just like okay, well, who's in the evil? Right? It's too it's too, it's too vague here. And there's a lot of statements like that that just like imply like the the black community going ag- going against like some troubles. Like there's just like some random issue go you know out here. That's the issue. No no no. We have a singular focus here. Right? And if you're gonna be a leader of a leader of men or a corporation that wants to like show that you care you should include what that that issue is um or make it very clear that like oh ben and jerry's is the is the standard that's the one uh jake heaps too at um 710 former seahawk quarterback jake's jake's statement is good too that one's that one's outstanding because it makes it mentions police it mentions that he has privilege it mentions that he can't stay silent like that's that's another one too like mention that you can't that you need to help right that's what that's why I like Joe's as well, even though it doesn't have some of those keywords. Um, what else we got? Oh, one more. The NFL. The NFL. Hypocrisy. Bad. Good God. <laughs> this is one where it's just like you know it's a bad faith thing just because like, hey, uh, we know you. Like we know <laughs> how you kick it. So the NFL th- this statement is long, but listen to the hypocrisy and this is bad. Don't be this. As current events dramatically, unders- uh, dr- dramatically underscore, there remains much more to do as a country and as a league. These tragedies inform the NFL's commitment and our ongoing efforts. There remains an urgent need for action. We recognize the power of our platform and communities, and as part of the f- fabric of American society, we embrace that responsibility and are committed to continuing the important work to address these systemic issues together with our players, clubs, and partners. End quote. When the hell did the NFL get that woke? You recognize the strength of your platform. Did you know that when you kicked Colin Kaepernick off of it? Like, that's what I want to know there. Uh, these tragedies inform the NFL's commitment. Uh, you know who also informed you? Colin Kaepernick. Like, every, you know what I'm saying? It all comes back to, like, you think Roger Goodell wrote that? At this point, whoever wrote it is, I I, I have no words. It's, it's sad, to be honest. I yeah, mean, yeah, Colin Kaepernick bad. was literally, if they had put this out when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, that says a lot. 
Yeah. And no, he was still in the league, of course. Yeah, not, he has to not, still be in the league. Yeah, yeah, they're not kicking him out of the league and all owners are against him. If they put this out and Colin Kaepernick is still a 49er and him and Jimmy G are battling it out for who's going to start, which I think clearly They probably wouldn't even have traded for Jimmy G. You're probably right. Kaepernick was – I mean – this would mean they probably lot. just drafted a guy or something. But yeah, I get your I get Th- your point. This yeah. would mean a lot. But four years later, and he still doesn't have a job. Eric Reed doesn't have one either. Excuse me, Eric Reed doesn't have a job either. And these guys have been trying to point out this issue for I don't know. Uh, since August 2016 is when Cap first. So took we're me. going on four or five years now. Four years in August. Yep. Yeah, wow, that's a, that's a problem. Uh, the, <laughs> another, there remains an urgent need for action. You really? think? Hmm. We, you think? The only action they've done is blackball cap. That's and uh, remind everyone, please stand up during the anthem. Also, they've changed the rules up. during the anthem, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's you true change too. rules, but you say there remains an urgent need for action. So that one's not necessarily as bad as the other ones for the same reasons, uh, but I, th- I feel like we pointed out the, how you can pick apart some flaws here. Like Some of the sta- some statements you read, it's like, oh, no, I get that, but then like really apply it here. Like, Did they even mention police brutality did they mention no did they mention the lack of consequences did they mention in words like accountability no did they mention being an ally did they mention systemic racism did they mention you know why silence is complicit no like that's all of these things that like doug or like bobby mentioned or like we've talked about here or that the ben and jerry i can't believe ben and jerry's is the one that (laughs) came with the hammer that's just really just blowing my mind but unless it has some of those things think about more about that person there that's putting them out of that corporation and whether you can actually really trust him as a credible like ally in that situation. It doesn't mean that you that they can't like amend that or that they can't possibly be an ally, but like those are reasons for skepticism in my mind. Right. And and skepticism is like important to me right now because I need to weed out who with me and who's not. Because if you not I need that to be abundantly clear so I can push you to the side, right? And know how you feel so I can treat you accordingly. Because I know you're gonna treat me accordingly. Mm. That's the that's the other part of this. Like at its core, Chris, you got people asking for their lives to matter, and all anyone detracting is like, nah. It's like think about that at its core. You're telling me my life? You don't care about my life? Really? Huh? Well, that's a threat. How am I supposed to take that as anything other than a threat? It's a threat. You tell me I ask for you to my life to matter, or not just me specifically, but you know. No, Mike. All my all lives matter. Yeah, it's like if the even you don't even got to say anything after no. As soon as I say Black Lives Matter and you say no, all right, we should, we should, in theory, ends. we should fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, you've made it, that, that's, that's clear as day. The minute you say no is like, it's clear. Like, that's, that's it. And I know a lot of people have like, all right, well, Mike, I ain't, I ain't racist. I'm not a non-racist. I'm now I'm anti-racist. I'm in the fight. I didn't watch when they see us. I didn't watch this. I didn't listen to you. I didn't listen to Bobby. I didn't listen to Chris. I'm listening to everybody. I got it. I'm here. You got me. What do I do? Tell your other white friends. Pass the yes. message on. Let's say you've let's say you've done <laughs> that too. Thank you. Let's say you've done that too. We really are just posing questions and answering them. This really is PBS special vibes. But, but sometimes it's needed. Yes. No, and it is. This d- and this time today in 2020, June second of 2020, mm-hmm. this discussion needs to be had. And yes, this needs to be something that white people are aware of, and pass the message along. Yes. That way. In 10, 20 years, we can see improvement and not be talking about this in 2040 like, damn, well, Mike, here we are. Yeah, no, but 
<laughs> Oof, by then I, I have so many gray hairs from all the stress. But you're wondering now, probably like, all right, cool. I'm here. I'm on the front lines with you, Mike. I'm right here next to you. What can I do? I've told all my white friends. I've called out on my MAGA in-laws and my grandparents. and Because those are the people who have the hardest convos. It's in-laws and grandparents and parents who grew up in an age where they ain't trying to hear this like progressive stuff. Which I understand. Those conversations are going to be difficult. Have them. They matter. They really do. But now you're like, yo, I did that. Grandma don't like me. My in-laws are trying to fight me. But I'm with you. What do I do? Okay. Vote. Uh, like Chris said. But you can also donate time. You can also sign petitions. Any petitions that you see, especially locally, about um, defunding the police. That's like the that's kind of where I'm at with it now. And you're wondering, like, man, Mike, isn't that going to backfire? Like, we take away their money. They're going to be high. They're going to be doing more brutality. They might. But um, a lot of the problem is a lot of these cities, like, the tax dollars we go into is just eaten up by, like, all these quote-unquote police trainings uh, and everything. Like, we need to, instead of giving the police... 300 million bucks or whatever like we're doing in Seattle or some some crazy number. I think the funding is like ridiculous here. Instead of doing that, let's use that money elsewhere. I think Minnesota has, uh, has asked for this too, or at least Minneapolis has talked about defunding the police department or res, uh, like redirecting those funds. Like instead of asking for tens of millions of dollars so you guys can do some anti-racist training, which is really what the de-escalation training is. is um, instead of that, Let's use that tens of millions of dollars or 300 million towards more social workers in the schools and less cops. Why are there cops in like a middle school? What? Like, did you have cops at O'Day in huh? high school? What? You yeah, had cops right. there? No. Not no? a chance. For what? Oh, see, private school kids. Yeah, man, we, yeah. we are quote unquote good. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> see, Franklin, cops right there all the time, right? Like, why do we have it? Let's have more social workers in schools and counselors. Let's put that money towards more mel- mental health education and awareness. Let's put that towards just education in general. After school programs like Friends of the Children, uh, more employment opportunities for kids. Like there's so much more money you can like pour into a community as opposed to, um, you know, just more police. Like, ah, we need more police. Let's give the police more guns for and what? more so money and more training. Like we just saw. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that. I, yeah, we don't. If if more money is going to lead to more tear gas, I don't need that. That stuff burns. Um but when you see someone running with that t- that on their platform, this is a politician I'm referring to now. If you see a petition for that, or you see like an article that you like about, share it, send it to you. Write your mayor, write your city council people, write your governor. Like they got phone lines, they got they they read that stuff. At the very least, they got people who are reading it and relay that stuff. Like they have it all. That's what the the action can look like. Take a stance on something. Like how do we? Like what do we want? Obviously, we want police brutality to end. But how can we get there? What are the steps? I know a lot of people like actionable items. That was famously what Jay-Z said when he was talking crazy. Um, the, de- de- uh, the defunding of the police, that's one of them that you can stand for. Or just in general, investing more funds into the, the programs I'm talking about. Mental health, education, sports, again, after school programs, uh, anyth- anything else you could think of, Chris? Like Those are all good. I mean, yeah, give the give help. Try to help the people, not the police. Helping, we're giving money to the wrong people. What the yeah. hell? It was like when the, it was like a, whenever there's like a, um, the gun rights conversation comes up, and it's like, or it's like a school shooting. Like, th- I remember the idea of getting floated around, of like giving the teachers guns. 
Like, the answer to gun violence is not more guns. Like, that's, I don't know, that's like some South Park stuff. Like, that's so backwards. It's a joke. I really don't understand. Like, I, I don't, like my mom works in a school. She don't, you shouldn't give her no pistol. Yeah, she, <laughs> she doesn't need an M16. Okay? Yeah, no, she don't need nothing. <laughs> she don't need nothing. She, she needs w- more books. Yeah, she actually works in a counseling office. Her whole department probably just needs more funding hmm. more than anything, right? Like, that's what we could we could use. Don't give my mom no Beretta. That's just not, that <laughs> for real, man. That's just not how that's... That's not how that's going to go. That's Sounds not, that's funny, not smart. seeing your mom with the Beretta. Bro, my mom, would she'd be terrified. Uh, Break her arm with, shooting that thing. With the strap. <laughs> yeah, man. Because also, like, are we then going to spend money training the teachers and counselors how to shoot? Aim and shoot, okay? Like, that's <laughs> no, that's not how that works. So <laughs> those are actionable items uh, that you, uh, or a platform, I guess, that you can find to support. Like Doug said, find someone who has that compassion. That's good, too, because we're clearly lacking that, lacking that in the office. But um, the Oval Office, I mean, but. You can also find just someone who has a platform that you support, um, you know, and just in general supporting, because uh, I know this is something you just talked about off camera or off, you say wax? Off, off wax. wax. Yeah. Having more people of color in positions of power. Yeah. I mean, there's a perfect example of, he's. I mean, he's a police officer. His name is Roselle Ellis. He grew up in South Seattle, played in the NBA, played basketball and football at Rainier Beach. But guess what? He is now back in the community. Seattle Police Department. Seattle Police Department, mm-hmm. and he is serving. I see him at games. I didn't know who he was. I just saw a very tall, six foot six, black man that happened to be a police officer. Like, don't mess with him. And he's for the people. And he's back in the community. There was a point in time where I wanted to be a police officer, but you know what? Reality hit me. I'm five four, a buck forty. Nobody's gonna take me serious. I mm-hmm. saw a bunch of tweets about little officers holding a shield. That'd be my <laughs> little ass out there. There's no need for that. I found my passion. But that is a per- he is a perfect example of an African-American growing up in the hood in South Seattle, making it and coming back and giving back. And I think if we can do that, we can solve, come to a better, we can come to a conclusion on how to solve this police brutality issue. And it starts with us as well. We can definitely take police officing jobs. We don't have to always say F the police. We can go and get those jobs and be the police and help our community. And we need, and when I say positions of power, it starts there. That's the group. Yep, starts there. Like officer, cool. Work Chief, mm-hmm. union. Well, I personally don't think there should be police unions. I think the police unions are part of the system that's designed to protect the police. And when I talk about impunity, that's largely the police union. Police unions are very powerful, like very, very powerful. We should not have those. We should get rid of those. Um, it's another platform you could choose too. But yes, get us in positions of power, whether that's city council or a police officer or the chief or the mayor or the governor. Just we've we've had so long systems where everyone in there or most people in there are either white or acting in the interest of whiteness, right? One of the two, because you can you don't have to be white to act in the interest of, right? No. <laughs> no, forget that. Let's get more people who are, who are, who ain't acting in the interest of whiteness, not in positions of power. Let's uh, let's get more black people in positions of power, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, Latina. I don't. I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong. That's some change we can you can advocate for. Like you can find politicians who rock with that. You can uh, community leaders join a you know a community group, donate to a community group. Donate to a bill fund. Donate to an after-school program. Donate to a nonprofit. Donate to Friends of the Children. Yeah, you guys nonprofit, right? There you go. There you, yeah, there you go. Yeah, donate to them. Like you can do all of these. Th- like, that's just something when you get to the next step. Like, what do you what do you want to do? That's what you can do after you spread the word and you're on the, and you're on the front lines. 
Now, some of that might be like you have to do your own research on like what programs or organizations, what politician to run for. But I mean, hey, if you can binge watch How to Get Away with Murder, uh, or what's the one you had me watch that oh. where they was crazy? It was like a parallel universe that they was living in. Black Mirror, maybe. Oh, sorry, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> one was weird. I watched one episode. I was like, nah. But if yes, you can, thank you. <laughs> if you can binge watch that or Game of Thrones or rewatch every episode of The Office, you can take some time to look at you know what politicians in your in your area that you could support or what you know what nonprofits that you can donate to or what you know who you can donate your time volunteering with there are so many opportunities out there cuz that's what it looks like when people see you doing that fighting for fights that don't got nothing to do with you that is when we get some real like power that's where when you're using your privilege to advocate for the lives of others specifically black people in this instance that's powerful and then you really are on the front line cuz it ain't nothing enough to just be non-racist right now forget that Chris, you racist? Not at all. Me neither. But Can't be racist, you know but what I, I feel it. You know, well, yes. But you know <laughs> what I also am? I'm anti-racist, too. Like, I am firmly, I'm going to quote Martin Lawrence here, I am firmly and belligerently against racism. As you should. If you can tell me what movie I got firmly and belligerently from, I'll, know, I'll send you a t-shirt or something. They'll that's send you $100. Do you know what movie that's from? I do not. Actually, I will, I'll will. send somebody 50 bucks if they can figure out what movie I got you know firmly. They're going to cheat, right? Huh? They're going to cheat. They're going to type the quote in. And search it and then tag you. And then uh, oh, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Take that back. I don't know. Just I, tell me what it is. Do you know? You don't know? Uh-uh. I've uh, probably seen it, but I don't remember. You have. It. You've seen it. It's, a, it's one of my favorite Martin Lawrence movies. But anyway, <sighs> I'm firmly and belligerently against white supremacy and oh, racism. Oh, I know what it is now. You do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And, and I'm proud to be that. So if you're proud to be that, scream it. Tweet it. Show it. Go march. Donate. Vote all that stuff. That's what your. That's what the action. The best part you looks said like. on there was tweeted. And you know what? We were on a FaceTime call with a few other journalists out here. And oh yeah, yeah. And we were talking sports, and the discussion came up about MJ, LeBron, and Ben had some Ben Arthur, that is, of the Seattle PI. He had some wild comments, and you know what I told him? I said, if you believe it, tweet it. And you just brought it up again. Oh just, yeah. Okay. A little quick tangent. I wonder where you were going with that. But I just want to throw that out there. If you believe it. Tweeted. Okay, that sounded PBS especially <laughs> too. That, that did. But yes, PBS show of let record. People know, like I know, I got a lot of white people who reach out to me, say, "Mike, I'm with you. I'm here for you." That is amazing, and I sincerely, really do appreciate that. Next step, go tell everyone else. Go tell everyone else you are. If that, if you, if you're comfortable, if, with yeah. Th- yep. If you are, then then ride out with me and let people know, because the people who aren't with me. Like, I need them to identify themselves. They will just unfollow you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool, though. If you lose followers, oh, friend, yeah. you're losing friends for a good reason, if that's the case. If you say Black Lives Matter and your friend don't rock with you, y'all not friends. Point, you know, go to Seth Rogen's Instagram if you need some examples of that. <laughs> Seth Rogen came with gems. He came with the heat. Um, but at the at the core of all this, never forget the thesis. Brutalization of black people by the police with impunity. That is like, I should put that on a damn shirt. Like that is what that is what we're fighting for here, and if you think that's wrong, or if that if, if fighting for that makes people uncomfortable, then ask yourself why you're uncomfortable, right? Ask ask the person why that why they have all these excuses. We went through the bad faith arguments, we went through the distractions. Don't let those distract you. I don't let them distract me. Chris, don't let them distract you, right? Whether that's our parents, friends, family, coworkers, whatever, don't don't anyone distract you from the message at hand, and that's what Bobby was talking about. That's what Doug's talking about, and that's for damn sure what we're talking about on here. Because those distractions, that's what you guys are talking about on uh, Chuck and Buck in the morning. Like, don't 
Let any distractions get you away from what what ooh, I almost swore. Ooh, I got that the edit here. No, no, it's cool. I, I can hold it in. I can hold it in. But don't let anything distract you from the the mission here. Anything, whether that's the NFL or COVID or whatever. Every whether that's bigots on on the internet. The thesis it remains the same. It's quite literally been the same for a good like few hundred years. So focus on it. Fight for it. Ride for it. I was almost gonna say die for it, but I didn't want to get that. I didn't want to get Kendrick Lamar up in here, but ride for it, and then we can change it. And we need to defund the police. Like it's <laughs> for real. No, I just I got I got I bring I got the money some, down a little yeah, bit, guys. A lot of it. <laughs> we give millions. Of, okay. Anyway, right, we got anything else? We want to thank you guys for listening and hearing our voices. We appreciate the love and support. If you have questions. Feel free to hit up Mike on Twitter, myself. We are open for dialogue. Until you said myself, I thought you was going to direct everyone just to me. I was like, damn, that's cold. <laughs> I was like, he's going to do me yeah, like, like that? You, like you did me when you were on a plane. If you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to hit up my co-host Christopher at CK206. <laughs> and if you have questions for Steve, you can hit him too. <laughs> I check my timeline and I have about 13 notifications. I'm like, oh, thanks, Mike. Let me get to work. But yeah, thank you guys again. Uh, we'll be back. Yeah, it'll be like next week. We'll get back to it. I mean, if we if this if this is still the topic, then maybe that means we still need to talk about it if it's yeah. next week. But yeah, it's my DMs are open. Uh, I think my email's on the athletic. It's just Michael Sean at the athletic. If you want to hit me up there too, I'm not giving out my number on the show. Hell no. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna cut this thing off so fast. No, but yeah, you can reach out to me. Don't worry if you. It, nothing's a stupid question, right? Like. You can reach out, whatever, just to say what's up. You want some reading material, resources, I got you. We got you. All right? Again, thank you. Listen to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. Give us the platform to talk about this. We do appreciate that. Uh, nothing else? We good? On that note, we're out. Time to your bag and the